Hello, everybody, and welcome to Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Greens Beauty Director, Alexandra Engler. Today, we have a very exciting episode because I have two guests on, and uh, in this episode, we are going to be talking about the marriage of, you know, anti-aging treatments and cosmetic treatments with the lens of nutrition and how you can take care of your body and how it is all connected. It is such a mind body green concept. So when I was, you know, introduced to this new uh, program uh, that we were going to be discussing today, I just knew I had to have these guests on because it just syncs up so well with what we believe here at Mind Body Green Beauty. So, you know, uh, I, I won't delay the introduction any longer. I would love to introduce our guests today. We have dermatologist, Dr. Julie Russick and nutritionist Jennifer Hanway. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us here. It's very exciting to be able to really talk about our philosophy and our concept and introduce more people to it. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Hanway. I'm super excited to be here. I've been a Mind Body Green reader for many years. You guys were the first game in town. So I'm very, very excited to be here. Well, thank you guys so, so much for joining me today. And, you know, I, I always like to start these episodes by allowing the guests to uh, share their own story and let us get to know you better. So, you know, Dr. Resick, what was your journey into medicine like, and more specifically, dermatology? Um, again, thank you so much for having me. I am Dr. Julie Rusak. I am medical and cosmetic dermatologist in New York City, Manhattan. And um, when I'm saying medical and cosmetic dermatology, I probably should change it and start saying that it's a regenerative dermatology. And that's where the journey is. I trained as a, a traditional Western medicine physician. And uh, my journey into medicine started since I was born, since I was born into medical family. I was born in Siberia and Russia, and my mother and my grandmother, everybody was in medical field. And from the very beginning, I knew that I would go into medicine. I did not know the field that I was going into, and I experimented with um, different uh, fields going into medicine. I did a lot of basic science research, and through my basic science research, I was working on Drosophila melanogaster, which is a tiny, small fly, and there was a gene that I was working on specifically, still in college. And when I got into medical school, this gene, specifically P53, ended up being involved in melanoma and one of the main genes in melanoma. And that's how I was introduced into the field of dermatology. Fast forward it to many years forward, and um, being already a dermatologist, I got introduced to uh, Chef Foley, who was doing a series of uh, doctor and a chef. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard about it, but he was a traditionally French-trained uh, chef that wanted to show that you can actually have a high cuisine and it can be healthy. And he also started having um, different lectures with different dermatologists. My lecture was on prevention of skin cancer and regenerative medicine and food. And going full circle, we were talking specifically about turmeric. And turmeric is one of the very strong antioxidants that uh, is used in a lot of uh, Eastern medicine. Well, the way the turmeric works, and that's how we know it actually works through inhibiting this P53 gene that I was working on very, very long time ago. So dermatology, science, antioxidants, and food is really, really came full circle for me. And um, Jenny will probably tell you a little bit more how we met. 
but really understanding that you cannot be at this point a regenerative cosmetic dermatologist and we'll go back to talk a little bit more about regeneration without really understanding what is happening with our body it's just impossible i couldn't agree more with what you just said um and i i think your story sets up our our conversation that we're going to be having later about you know regenerative medicine and regenerative dermatology um so well um but Jennifer, I, I would love to hear about your journey into nutrition and, you know, the, the journey that led you uh, to, to talking about skincare and how it works with nutrition and how you found yourself into this, you know, niche area of the beauty food space. Sure. So I, and I loved what you said about that marriage. I feel like Dr. Rusak and I, we have that marriage of those those two parts of, of what we're doing and how we take care of our patients. So my name is Jennifer Hanway. I'm a board certified holistic nutritionist. I'm originally from London, but I've lived in Boston for the last nine and a half years. I am an ex-professional dancer turned fitness professional turned nutritionist. And how that happened was I was working as a professional dancer, but professional dancers don't make a lot of money. So I was in the fitness industry as well because that felt very easy for me. And I actually found I loved the fitness industry more than being a dancer. And because I was being able to really change people's lives, as part of that, I was super lucky. I got to do some really fun things. I used to work at Amansala Tulum, which was really one of the first of the world's health retreats. So Bikini Bootcamp in Amansala Tulum. I came back to London. I started working for the first bar studio in London. So I was part of the team that opened the first bar studio in London, which was back in 2011. We were one bar studio and one juice bar in the whole of London. And I was the unhealthiest healthy person you could meet. So I was having extreme gut health issues to the point where I was actually hospitalized. My digestive system just stopped working. I don't believe there's any such thing as coincidence, but the person that I was working for at the time, one of my mentors was a holistic nutritionist and she gave me a couple of simple tips. I think it was even, I think it was give up gluten and take a probiotic or take it out glutamine or something like that. And I felt so, I felt so much better. I was like, well, this is amazing. Selfishly, I want more for myself, but also I want to be able to help other people. So that took me down the road of certifications, but then also going back to school, et cetera, et cetera, bringing us nine and a half years in the future. Dr. Rusak and I actually met, I was working as part of a team at Health Retreat in Switzerland. Dr. Rusak was one of our guests. She, we met, we had a chat, she heard some of my workshops and said to me, I have this wellness program in New York that we're not quite getting the results with our patients that they deserve. Would you be interested in seeing where this goes? And five and a half years later, here we are. And we've just revamped, renewed the wellness program. We started doing that in the summer of last year to really catch up with the science and people's level of education around skin health and nutrition. Um, such a beautiful story, both of you. And I, I love how it just so perfectly aligns with our conversation today. Um, clearly you guys are passionate about this topic because of, you know, your own life stories. And those are my favorite uh, stories to tell and favorite conversations to have. 
I, I asked this question because I think it sets up the, the nitty gritty and the science later, but you know, what is your beauty and well-being philosophy? You know, I'd love to ask both of you how you approach these conversations. You know, do you have a philosophy that you align by? Well, my philosophy toward beauty is really understanding that it's, it's a, such a cliche and beat up statement that it doesn't really come only from the outside, that it has to be reflected from the inside. But thinking back, you know, my science background, we do know that there is a skin-brain axis and there is a gut-skin axis. So you really cannot talk about the skin. That's our beauty that we see from the outside without really aligning with your mental health and your gut health. Yeah, and I think you know this is this is this is why we do what we do is that we really believe that beauty is from the inside out, and you know we could talk about that on an energetic level, on a spiritual level, but from a cellular level as well. And I think sometimes we hear health and we hear beauty, and we we separate the two, and that's crazy because when you're healthy on the inside, it shows on the outside. And I am personally pretty lazy with my beauty routine and my makeup routine because I love to be able to do that all with my diet. So if my diet's optimized, if I'm moving my body, if I'm sleeping, it just means that I can wake up and do a little bit of tinted moisturizer, a little bit of eyebrows, and I'm out of the house. And I think sometimes we separate health and beauty, but if you are healthy on the inside, it shows on the outside. And you see that in people's hair and their skin and how bright their eyes are and how much their skin is glowing. So for me, it's because I'm a little bit lazy that I do the hard work with the nutrition and the sleep and the stress. So let's talk about this program that you guys have together. You know, just to set it up for the folks listening, what does this entail? And, you know, how do you guys work together for this regenerative wellness beauty program? Well, I come into this program as a regenerative dermatologist, which means that when patients come to us, they are really thinking about dermatology. They are thinking about their aging, anti-aging, and in terms of how they look like. And a lot of procedures that we do right now in the practice is really not about masking the aging, but really trying to help our patients to regenerate. But in order for your body to regenerate, and I do mean the body, not just the skin, because the skin is your body organ. There's a huge interplay and very complex interplay between every body organ inside our being. The word holistic in the past meant candles and uh, crystal balls. We are using holistic in terms of really uh, explaining to our patients that if they're here, for hair restoration program, which is part of our also uh, wellness and regenerative medicine that we offer in the practice, there's absolutely no way that we can do any hair restoration without really knowing about their metabolic health on the inside. The same thing when somebody comes and they complain that their face is melting down and falling down and they're noticing signs of aging because they're developing jowls, well, we cannot talk about really me helping them with their restoring collagen if I don't know about their nutritional health, if I don't know about their metabolic health, if I don't know about thyroid, if I don't know about all the factors and possibly toxic elements in our body. So at this point, when you really start thinking about the science that is available to us, that explains to us how our body functions, you cannot really be a regenerative cosmetic dermatologist without really first helping our patients to make sure that they are at their optimum to respond to the procedures that we do now in the office. Sure. 
And then how does, you know, nutrition fold into that, a part of this program? Sure. So I always say that there's no one size fits all and there's no one size fits all all of the time. So most of us, we should know the basics by now. We know about minimizing sugar, minimizing junk, getting our proteins, our veggies, our healthy fats, all of those things. And that's great. That's a great starting point to have. But what we do is very, very personalized. So when our patient comes to see us, we spend probably over an hour, sometimes up to an hour, hour and a half in their first initial consultation, which is the polar opposite of when you go to see your conventional practitioner. So we are getting a detailed health history from them. We're finding out what their lifestyle is right now, putting all of those pieces together for them, but then also doing very extensive lab work. So we're looking at their metabolic markers, their cardiovascular health, their adrenal health, their thyroid health, their hormonal health. We're looking at their gut health. We're looking at their essential nutrient status and we're looking at their toxicity. And whilst those basics are wonderful and that's where we start, with knowing that information, that's where we can get to the nitty gritty for someone. So how much vitamin D should someone be taking? How much protein should they be having? Does intermittent fasting work for them where they are in their hormonal stage? Really, really getting to that nitty gritty. Now, what that does in terms of everything else that's happening in through the lens of regenerative dermatology is we are giving the body the ability to regenerate and the raw materials to regenerate. Because Dr. Rusak could be stimulating collagen in the skin, but if we're inflamed, we're not gonna be able to regenerate that collagen. If we have too much sugar in the diet, any collagen that's getting regenerated is just gonna get broken down. If we're not having, if the gut health is impaired and someone isn't digesting their diet, they're not gonna have those raw materials. And then if we're not putting the right raw materials in, it's like, if you think about building a house, if you use bad materials to build a house, you're not gonna get a great house. The same when we're thinking about skin and hair regeneration. In everything you guys just said, so many good points throughout it. I feel like I could dissect each and every one of your answers. I wanna ask when people come to you, what are you seeing as some of the common issues people are having? And I ask this because I, I want to get a snapshot of, you know, where people are right now. Like what issues are, are you seeing that people deal with that you need to help them address in this journey for, you know, regenerative aging? I, I can imagine stress is a big one. I can imagine, you know, uh, inflamed diets is probably a big one, but you know, like what, What's the state of the union with folks right now? I mean, <laughs> well, I think you really named two of the most important factors that inflammation and stress. And from inflammation and stress, we can segue into a lot of disbalances that we see right now. Um, our practice is changing. I've been in the practice for about 20 years. So my practice kind of changes with my patient population. Most of my patients I've been seeing them for the past 20 years. So their needs and their requirements is to some extent is also guiding a little bit of what we do in the practice. And a lot of my patients right now are reaching the stage in their life where they're really dealing a lot with the hormones and hormonal stress. So being able to help our patients with that, let's say that uh, they come in and they say that I've been using the cream and the lotion that was great for me when I was in my 20s and I could diet for two days and I'm back to where I was. But somehow right now I'm putting three different creams on my face and I'm not eating at all for the past two weeks and nothing is happening and my face is melting down and I look like I'm tired and I feel like I'm tired all the time. That's where we are right now. 
dealing with that accumulation of inflammation, stress, our diet, and us doing all kinds of different fats with our diet, whether we're eating, whether we're not eating, but really not personalizing it to specifically our patients and their needs. That's where we are. I would 100% agree with that. And I think a lot of our patients come to us and they've tried everything. They've tried the latest fad diet. They've tried what their friend does. They've gone to they've gone to their doctor and their doctor has just said, well, it's your age, it's your hormones, it's stress, here's an anti-anxiety medication, all of those things. And that's what a conventional practitioner does, but it's not helping these women from a root cause and from a holistic point of view. And exactly as Dr. Isak said, that word holistic has got crunchy connotations. But really we have to look at it from gut health, from stress, from inflammation, from lifestyle and a lot of our patients are coming to us and they're these incredible women who are at the top of their careers and they've got wonderful families and they've got but they have so many responsibilities and they're stressed out and they're exhausted and they're not sleeping and what they tried five ten years ago is not working for them so I think it's that it's that taking time and it's looking at them as an individual with that lab work, but also putting, taking the lab work, taking the numbers and then taking the human and then creating a program that is personalized for them, both from the nutrition supplementation lifestyle, and then also from the regenerative dermatology side as well. You know, the personalization aspect is really interesting and really important. And I think I think now people are starting to understand more so that, you know, the advice that we talk about within skincare or nutrition, you know, you have to take it through the lens of your own body and, you know, how, and yourself and your self-knowledge. Um, but it does, you know, it brings up this idea that I think a lot of times um, in the beauty industry, you know, we do, we do talk to people like it's one size fits all. And I think that is a big issue within the beauty industry. And that sparks a question that I want to ask you guys is, you know, what other misconceptions or what other mistakes do you see within the, you know, anti-aging conversation? You know, I would assume not getting personalized is one, but I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff out there within this anti-aging conversation that makes you guys cringe almost, you know, can you think of any? Well, the biggest for me is when the patient come and they say that, well, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to do any procedures yet. And that is the biggest misconception because people wait until it really is too late or until they already show the signs and then they want to correct that. It is much more difficult to correct something than actually to prevent something. And with understanding of where we um where we stand in terms of anti-aging or actual longevity on a cellular level, understanding that it's a decrease in the energy production. It's a decrease of, um, so to speak, junk accumulation in our cells, so they start slowing down in their metabolic and cellular processes. When that happens, we see the signs of it on the outside. We see the aging signs in the skin. We already see the signs of the bone reabsorption. We already see the permanent signs of aging. That's already too late. So when you see that, I would want my patients to understand that this is what you want to prevent. So studying early, studying when you're still metabolically active, when you still have enough 
energy in your cells and your DNA is still open and haven't accumulated all the mistakes that you subject your DNA to from the outside and from the inside. Educating you at that point, doing a little bit of a boost in terms of the energy production and in terms of the collagen production and not allowing it all to go, so to speak, downhill is where we should be starting. Excellent point. I think from my point of view, I think I, I see this throughout nutrition, fitness, supplementation is if some is good, more is better. And Dr. Reset probably sees that from a skincare point of view as well. And it's, I'm specifically thinking in terms of extreme diets and extreme fasting. And there's no one size fits all and there's no one size fits all all of the time. So intermittent fasting, hopefully the noise is dying down about intermittent fasting. Now, intermittent fasting is a tool in my toolbox and it can be a great tool for the right person at the right time. If you are metabolically healthy in your, if you're metabolically healthy, you're pre-menopause, some intermittent fasting at the right times in your cycle can be very beneficial. If you are a stressed out perimenopausal woman who is not metabolically healthy, intermittent fasting is going to tax your adrenals, it's going to lower your thyroid, and it's going to make you feel worse, and it's going to age you quicker than anything else will. Now, flip to post-menopause, maybe that's when you can bring intermittent fasting back in again. So I think my biggest thing is if some is good, more is better. And then also just knowing the right tool for you at the right time. Uh, if some is good, more is better. I mean, that is an issue we run into to all of the time here. And, you know, I think sometimes I'm even guilty of this, you know, where I, I hear something's good. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> everyone must do this or everyone or, you know, X, Y, Z, or I take it to the nth degree. And I think it's a good reminder that, you know, we should all take things in moderation. Um, speaking of that, I think one thing that, you know, as I'm talking to you guys, it's very clear that you guys approach things um, from this place of, you know, doing things in moderation, doing things personalized, taking care of yourself um, in, in this way that is long-term because it, um, you work on it every day, you know? And so I want to ask, what are some small habits that people can make that will benefit their skin and overall health, you know, throughout this process. I'm sure there's a lot of lifestyle habits that you encourage people to make throughout this journey, you know, when you're on them. Where to start? I'd say probably the biggest, and, and I talk about this from personally from Dr. Rusak and I as well, because Dr. Rusak and I, we're really good, but stress is the one thing that gets us. And I think sometimes with our patients, that you can do wonderful things with diet and supplementation and treatments and procedures and skincare. But if our patients are stressed and they're not getting any sleep, it's really, it's pretty impossible for us. So I think really starting from scratch is really getting people to understand the impact of stress, how stress is catabolic to the body, how stress breaks down our gut health, it breaks down our skin tissue and how if we manage our stress, it also gives us better sleep because we could be doing all of these wonderful treatments, using all of these wonderful products, eating the healthiest diet, doing great workouts. But if we're not giving our body time to repair and detoxify, our bodies are so metabolically active at night. If we're not doing those things, then it makes our job a lot harder. So I think it's the hardest thing to do, but managing our stress and getting healthy sleep would be my, my go-to for everybody. 
I think also understanding that the skin is your body organ and it's not only the skin on the face, it's the skin on the neck, the skin on the chest and the skin on your uh, arm and your hands. So paying attention early on to really every part of your body. And I would love to send this message kind of a little bit selfishly because a lot of us do understand that taking care of from the early age of the skin of the face is important and it kind of comes naturally because that's what all beauty industry translates into. The problem comes later where we neglect our neck and neglect our chest. And we've all seen pictures of women where they have whatever they did with the face, but then you look at the neck and the chest and it becomes a really complicated from the regenerative point of view, a very complicated area because the skin is different there in terms of their regenerative potential. And it doesn't respond to creams, lotions, but even to certain procedures the same way as our face. So I would love to um, send this message that really from the early age, paying attention to every part of your body and by paying attention to every part of your body, paying attention to every part of your skin, but everything else, and that's where we talk about nutrition, of course, and wellness, is extremely important. Dr. Resick, I want to spend some time talking about uh, procedures and treatments um, that you, uh, you know, use with your patients. Obviously, you know, this is all personalized, and every patient is different, and how you approach their problems are obviously different. But what are some of your um, favorite and most exciting uh, skin treatments that you are using right now? Well, I think that the most exciting treatments that we're using right now is really overall the most exciting concept of us understanding cosmetic medicine versus regenerative medicine, cosmetic dermatology versus regenerative dermatology. In the past, we just didn't have that many things in our toolbox that were able to help our body to regenerate. We had things in our toolbox that would mask the signs of aging. Even the way we used to use products was very different in the past than what we do with it right now. We had Botox and fillers, and we used hyaluronic acid fillers to really put a Band-Aid, so to speak, on their aging process. We would mask the loss of volume, and we would mask some lines. Even the name filler by itself, where it came from, filler means fills lines. So that's what we thought. We thought that if we have something in our toolbox that we can fill the lines, remove the lines, we will all look useful and beautiful forever. And then we got ourselves into a problem of a lot of women walking around and men looking over field. Maybe they don't have a line, but they don't look human also. And we also realize that that does not make you look fresh and better younger. That's what we want really from dermatology, from um, cosmetic regenerative dermatology. We want to look how we feel and we want to look fresher, younger, better. That's what we want to project. And that's where regenerative medicine comes. We have in our toolbox right now molecules that help to stimulate collagen production, that help to send signals to the cells in our whole body. And we are really looking right now into regenerating even bones because we do know that the aging actually starts from within. When we look at ourselves in the mirror and we are concerned with that line, it's just a symptom. It's just a symptom of what started a long time ago. We start losing bones in our face. Bones is what holds all the three-dimensional structures of the face and projects and gives us the natural healthy appearance. And then we have fat fats, and then we have muscles, and we have connective tissue, and only then we have the skin. 
that is extremely important, but this is really more when you start seeing the signs of aging of the skin, more of the symptoms of what already happened on the inside. And with this regenerative molecules, such as polylactic acid and calcium hydroxyapatite, we can actually stimulate regeneration in the uh, bone structures. We can stimulate regeneration of collagen and give our patients much more of the three-dimensional support that we associated with the useful looking face. I love the line that uh, that you just said about, you know, a wrinkle is a symptom. I honestly, it's such a revolutionary way of describing that. Um, I think people see wrinkles as, you know, the the root problem. Oh, I need to, or that's how they talk about them, but they're not, you know, it's wrinkles are um, a sign of something deeper and something, you know, happening internally. I think it's um, a really, really um, fascinating way to approach this. Um, so when, you know, you are treating your patients and you are trying to address these root causes, what are some ways that you, that you work with them to do this? So for most of the patients, the very first thing that we do, we actually create a plan. And very often, it's a six months to a year plan. So getting on the page and understanding that it's not going to be instant gratifications and a quick fix that is not going to last is really, really important. And understanding that sometimes they will come out from the office and they actually will have to really go through the blood work and actually heal their gut and take probiotics and actually start on uh, protein supplements and change their diet, that is the first step. But then we can definitely uh, start talking a little bit more about regenerative and stimulatory procedures. And I do use the word stimulation here on purpose with understanding that my job right now is really to focus more on stimulating your own body regeneration. We understand right now what's happening on the DNA level in terms of cellular aging and really stimulating energy production in our molecules that then they can work better and produce what the cells in our body on different levels are actually programmed to produce. That's where regenerative medicine comes from. We use energy-based devices to create small micro-injuries, and then give energy molecules in forms of signaling molecules from PRP and exosomes, from the extracts, either from our own platelets or from stem cells, to regenerate. We regenerate all the way deep to the level of the platysma, which acts almost like a sarin wrap for our face and the neck. And then we work our level from the deep to more superficial. And that's why it does take time, but those are procedures that will also last our patients. Once we start the regenerative process, it continues. It's not going to stop after they step outside of our office. It's a procedure that is going to give them that stimulation that will last them hopefully for years. And um, the most gratifying for me is seeing my patients five, 10 years from where we're starting and looking at their pictures and they're like, oh my goodness, I look so much better right now than I looked five to 10 years ago. And that's now post two years of COVID where we obviously all really also felt the effect of the stress of COVID. Sure. Um, just quick follow-up to that. You know, obviously you're doing all these really innovative things in office. Um, what sort of skincare regimen do you send your patients home with? Of course, I ask this question with the understanding that everyone is deeply personal and I'm sure that changes for everybody, but are there, you know, chet poles to your skincare routines that you advise people on? So I don't put sunscreen as a part of a skincare routine because it's almost at this point as 
not brushing your teeth, right? I think that at least we've gotten to that point. But in terms of two staples that I talk to my patients, and I also try to not to overwhelm them very much from the beginning, two staples is antioxidant in the morning. Antioxidant is extremely important to give you that extra layer of protection from not only UV damage, but overall um, environmental damage. But antioxidants, especially vitamin C, is also a factor for collagen production. And you've heard me talking about collagen over and over again. So being able to stimulate that collagen production or support that collagen production is extremely important. And then at night, it's retinol. Those two are staples of skincare. The rest we work around. We use a lot of signaling molecules and peptides right now. Peptides that can simulate to some extent muscle relaxation. They're neuromuscular peptides. We have peptides right now that actually help with collagen production. We have peptides right now that inhibit the destruction of our own collagen and inhibit the enzymes that destroy our own collagen. That's where the personalized care comes in. We talk a lot about barrier protection. Our skin is a barrier. It's a barrier for transepidermal water loss. It's a barrier from things from the outside getting inside and creating more inflammation. So focusing on barrier repair, focusing on really creating healthy skin microbiome. We moved away from just focusing on our understanding only on gut microbiome and understand that there is a skin microbiome. It is different, but it is extremely important for our health and our aging. So really trying to educate our patients and maintain the healthy barrier and healthy microbiome is becoming a very much part of the skincare routine for my patients. Everything you just said, I just want to like print it on a poster and like put it in mind, body, grains, like in our little like beauty corner of the office, because everything you just said are like such core parts of our belief system here and how we try to encourage people to take care of their skin. So uh, I'm putting that whole section, like I'm printing it on the wall. (laughs) Um, Okay, Jennifer, I want to ask you, uh, because, you know, we know that the science around nutrition um, is ever evolving and there's always exciting things coming out. Um, What is exciting to you right now? You know, is there, is there an area of nutrition that piques your interest because you find that, you know, there's innovation happening there? Yeah, and I and I think one hundred percent that's personalization. So we just as Dr. Rusek was saying, we get our basics done, and it, and it's so funny because I'm listening to what Dr. Rusek's saying, and obviously I follow religiously everything that she says. But talking about the vitamin C in the morning, you know, on the skin and the antioxidant, I'm like, well, I take my liposomal vitamin C in the morning, and then I take my collagen supplement, and think about my microbiome, and there's so many parallels. But let's say we're doing our basics. What I love is being able to personalize to the type of collagen that I recommend to a patient. And that's just because we now have so much more science and we have so many ways of personalization. So within our practice, when we're doing all of that lab work, I'm able to see the metabolic health of our of our patients, of the cardiovascular health. I know what their inflammation status is. So I know that I need to change the phospholipid bilayer, the cellular membrane of their skin. I know what nutrients they're deficient in. I know how quickly they detoxify. And then that combined with their food diary and their lifestyle means that I can get, and you can tell I get really excited about it, but I can get really nitty gritty to 
the, you know, this is exactly how much vitamin D you should be taking and how you should be taking it. This is the, you have enough of these types of collagen in your, in your diet. So let's do a marine collagen because it's got different types of collagen than a bovine collagen. So for me, it's really being able to, I love to take someone who's got the basics down and then really get into those specifics to be able to optimize for their health. Yeah, you know, I I totally agree with you. I think personalization and the developments that we've seen in this space are just so exciting. And it just really speaks to this idea that, you know, we are all we are all so unique and our bodies are so unique and to care for them, we need to honor that. And, you know, we need to pay attention to ourselves and listen to ourselves and, you know, obviously listen to experts who are (laughs) helping us along the way. Uh, So the last thing that I want to chat with you guys about is how you take care of yourselves. We ask this question or I ask this question with the understanding that everything is skincare. So, you know, how you take care of yourself can be the topicals you use, but it can also be the amount that you sleep and how you get to bed and all of that. So, you know, um, why don't you give me a little snapshot of how you care for yourself? Um, Whoever wants to start first. (laughs) It really resonated with me what you just said because it's exactly um, how we take care of ourselves it's not necessarily only from the outside, but it's really from the inside. And I think that the, my advantage is that we created this program where we also incorporate a lot of different experts and having expert opinions really helps. So the advantage that I have is having Jenny as my expert on call and really incorporating and understanding that the sleep is probably one of the most important things, how you take care of yourself. And, uh, Stress, sleep, and inflammation are the biggest, biggest culprits in terms of how we feel and how we look. So taking care of your skin, having a good ramp sleep, I think is one of the most important things because that's what we regenerate. So being able to take the supplements such as ashwagandha, such as melatonin, such as incorporating certain techniques that Jenny told me in terms of how we fall asleep so we can stay in the healthy sleep has been really groundbreaking. For me, being able to meditate, being able to stay with the meditation and keep it the consistent part of my lifestyle is really big. I went to India to the ashram and uh, where I learned the meditation, and I came back and I thought that this is going to be a very much part of my everyday life. And to my surprise, going through the everyday life in New York, how easy it is to really fall off that. So being able to, from time to time, give myself a gift of kind of recharging and going back and learning about the meditation and then seeing it, how it really reflects on everything else, on how I feel on the inside, how my gut is um, working, how my mind is working, how my skin is looking really a huge part for me of really taking care of myself. I totally agree. And it's it's that stress management and that sleep that that's everything. But for me, self-care is about nourishing my body and something that we try and help our patients understand as well is that healthy nutrition nutritious food is also delicious and is also a wonderful form of self-care and self-love. So for me, it's thinking about how can I nourish myself throughout the day with the the optimum things for for myself and for that day as well. You know, if I'm 
I always say frameworks loosely held. So yes, I go 12 hours overnight and three to four hours in between meals and all of these things. But if I'm hungry, I eat. If I'm not hungry, I don't eat. If I feel like I need more polyphenols, I'll have some berries in my smoothie and some extra dark chocolate. I'll really try and use food and supplements as self-care and try and honor what I need at that time rather than, oh, I have this framework, I have to stick to it. So that's kind of what I'm trying to work on on, on 2023. Yeah, I think it's a great goal to work on. I think as type A women that I assume all three of us are, um, it can... <laughs> It, it can be really, really hard to, you know, allow yourself uh, that flexibility and that grace. You know, sometimes I, I know that I struggle with uh, getting into routine and thinking that I need to stick to it uh, perfectly without any, you know, I can't color outside the lines at all. Um, so certainly I know that's something that I need to wor work on as well. Um, well, thank you guys so, so much for joining me today. I loved this conversation. I think what you guys are doing is so innovative. It is, uh, you know, it is the next phase of skincare, in my opinion, and it's happening right now. So thank you so, so much for joining me today and talking me through it. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us on the podcast and allowing us to really educate our patients through you and hopefully to introduce this program to everyone else. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at MindBuddyGreen, you can always read along with our content at mindbuddygreen.com, follow us on social media, and of course, tune into next week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.